Hey guys, so I know we left off last week talking about the series of events that led me here. So I'm going to pick up where we left off. Um, for me, I think I left off talking about when I was 17. I think that was kind of like the turning point for me. That's where I accepted the fact that I was going to be an everyday drug addict. Um, I continued to use pills to numb my pain, but I also felt that the pills and everything helped me be a better person. It helped me to be a better worker, a better employee. Um, I got a really good job when I was 17 and I stuck that job out until I was 21, uh, but I became um, an even heavier user of opiate pain medication. It numbed the pain, it gave me energy, it gave me what I needed. Um, it wasn't long though until the amount of pills that I was taking wasn't enough. Um, I needed more. I needed something stronger. So um, at 19 years old, Oxycontin became a part of my life. Um, also another poor relationship. I got into a relationship with a guy who um, was a... He called himself a drug dealer, but as we all know, uh, a monkey can't sell bananas. Um, he had two children by two different women that he had absolutely nothing to do with. And I thought that I had found my Prince Charming. I moved him right on in. I kept working. I footed the bills. I did everything that I could to support his addiction as well as my own. Um, when I was 21 years old, I got pregnant, and at first he said he was going to leave. If I decided to have that baby, he was going to leave me. And I, for my fear of being alone, like I said, it, it goes back as far as I can remember. I have a, a terror of being alone, like the idea of being by myself, forced to be um, in my own head, without someone there to constantly validate me and tell me that I'm pretty and somebody that wants me around, I felt I had no purpose. So um, with that threat, I had an abortion at 21 years old and I numbed that pain and that fear and that just disgust with myself with more pills and more alcohol. And then fast forward six months and I'm pregnant again. Except this time I told myself that, you know, I couldn't live with myself if I didn't keep that baby. And um, all of it was about me. At no point did I address the fact that I am a raging opiate addict. At no point did it even come to mind that what I was doing to the baby, it was all about me and how I would live with myself. Um, so I stuck it out and I... Of course, you know, he didn't leave. Why would he when you've got somebody, you know, taking care of everything and paying all the bills? Um, so I, for nine months, I continued to use Oxycontin on a daily basis. Um, I never mentioned it to a doctor. I never mentioned it to a nurse. I never told anyone because I was afraid of what they would think of me. It was never what am I doing to my baby? It was, oh my God, people will think poorly of me. And um, I remember going to the doctor 
for a checkup and the doctor said, well, you know, you're getting close to your due date. So if you're not in labor by this time next month or next week, I'm sorry, we're going to induce you. Um, and so then the fear came in again. Like, if I don't do something now, they're going to know. Um, when I have this baby, like they're going to know that I was on opiates and, and something bad's going to happen to me and my family will judge me, 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 me. Um, so I went home and I cold turkeyed it, um, off of Oxycontin. It was the longest, most miserable seven days of my entire life. I was sick, just miserable. You know, by the grace of God, I didn't end up going into labor, um, due to the pain. So, on July the 10th of 2010, I went to the doctor and he set me up for my induction and everything. And so on July 13th, 2010, my son was born perfectly healthy, um, 10 fingers, 10 toes, not a thing wrong with them. Um, no one would have ever guessed what I put him through before he was born and I thought that at that point that I had found my reason, you know, this is my reason for living, you know, here's somebody that finally won't leave me. Um, and I told myself that day he was born, I told myself, you know what, this is it. I'm done with the drugs. I'm done with everything. You know, my purpose in life now is going to be to be his mom. Um, and I did that. I did that for about a month. Um, for about a month, I was devoted to being a mom. I was devoted to taking care of my child. And then after that month, I told myself, you know what? You've done so good for a month. You know, it's going to be different now. You, you could go, you know, you could go use just this once, you know, just go get a couple pills and, you know, have fun this weekend and you'll be fine. Um, and then next thing I know, I am a completely dependent, soulless heroin addict. Um, it's really hard to pinpoint where the transition happened, um, but it happened. And before long, I've got a needle in my arm. I'm putting my son in unsafe situations. My infant son is in the back seat of the car while I'm at the dope house. Um, I'm driving down the road just nodding out high with my kid in the back seat. Um, I actually ended up, you know, before I finally, you know, broke down and got treatment, I'd had, I think I wrecked three times in a month, all because I was high. Um, and it really took, like, it didn't, that didn't register with me. You know, all these consequences did not register with me. Um, I just thought that this was the life I was supposed to live and that I was doing what I needed to to get by. And I told myself that, you know, my son wasn't going hungry. Um, he had a clean diaper on. His clothes were changed. So I was still being a good mom. I was just a heroin addict. And, you know, that, that's, that's, that was just the hand I was dealt. Um, and it wasn't until everything started to spiral down on me that I really realized the error of my ways. Um, you know, I ended up losing my job because I couldn't come to work and be an active employee because I was high or because I was dope sick. Um, once I lost my job, I did the things that all of us do. I started stealing from the people that cared about me most. Um, 
I was forging checks. I was stealing things that I could, anything that wasn't nailed down, I would steal it and go pawn it. Anything that I could do to continue getting high. Um, and eventually, you know, the clock ran out. Eventually, everybody started catching on. I told myself that I was hiding it so well. Um, and in reality, I wasn't. Um, my family was aware of what was going on, and it wasn't until they could start seeing, you know, the papered proof of the things that I was stealing and the things that I was doing before someone was really willing to step in and get, you know, do something about it. Um, and so in the end of July of 2011, uh, my family finally made the tough decision and they called DHR. And DHR stepped in and took my kid away. And honestly, today I can say that DHR stepping in and taking my son from me is what got me here. It's what got me to the jumping off place. It's the reason that I was able to find a new way to live today. <laughs>